Hey folks, good afternoon. Happy Sunday. It is January the 29th. Oh boy, it is a freaking cold day outside here today in Mississauga, Ontario. I was shocked this morning when I woke up and I saw more snow falling because we just had a very rough two days before that with ridiculous amounts of snow and even like, you know, temperatures going slightly into the positive and then again dropping to the, like below zero. So it's amazing to see like how, you know, the upper layer of um, snow just like melts and then it again freezes. So it makes this like thin sheet of ice. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just like interesting to see like people back out there with their shovels and cleaning up the snow. And again, you know, going through the whole winter hardships that we have over here in Canada. So, you know, when they, they talk about the rough winters up north, you know, they ain't kidding, man. That, that stuff's real. It gets, that's, that's how real it is. Um, but yeah, this is my first like official podcast episode that I'm launching here on Substack. I got into it like a week ago, uh, published my first article recently. I hope you've read that. And if you haven't, I think it's worth a read. And, so, and it talks about why I believe that Toronto apartments are the most undervalued asset. And that's partially got to do a little bit with what I'm going to talk about today. And I want to ask you, you know, is it still worth to move here? Because you know what? Every single day there are flights that are packed with people coming here because there's people who aspire to live a better life and people who are aspiring for a passport, which can give them global access to almost every country in the world that they could, that they could think of going to. But ultimately, I want to ask them and you the question that is it still worth moving here? And the reason I say that is because I have had discussions with people who have been here for a long time, like I have, and we've seen the changes happen. And surprising enough, the common theme between all of us is that we're too frustrated with how things are over here. And we don't see any, you know, ray of hope, essentially, to be like, okay, yeah, this is what is enticing me to be over here. And we're just looking at seeing, hey, that... What if, what if this is it? Like, what if this is the end of the road for us here in Ontario and in Canada in general, right? Because what's, what's, what's really happening is, see, what, things were fine, you know, even throughout COVID, actually. I'd say th things were pretty good for a lot of people. They were making money. They were sitting at home. They were working from home. They were enjoying their work from home. They didn't have to go into the office. They were able to work out of their jammies. They were free. You know, they, they could set their own skills schedules and all that fun stuff and and even in the winters when things were actually closed outside it was actually a good thing because we're just like you know what ah there's nothing really interesting happening outside might as well stay home you know and so that that was a very i guess i'd say a high for a lot of people and then over time you know people got called back into the office and now surprising enough you see like tuesdays wednesday and thursdays when most people are going back into the office so that's adding to the whole traffic mess that we have over here and I actually like recently shared on LinkedIn that I feel like the way that we're designing the suburbs here in Ontario is really going to take a toll on people over the long term and it's going to really drive people out you know because sure we can hate all we want on cities but cities are vibrant they're places of activity they're places where you can actually you know live without a car and start not, not have to worry about so many things and a big mention 
of that was in the article that I posted recently. And, and it talks about how in a city, you can literally go there, you know, live in a condo and enjoy your life for many, many, many years without having to even own a car. And if you need to go anywhere, you can just rent a car and go, you know, that, that level of convenience is not there. And this realization really came to me when I was traveling in Asia, uh, because I, I just came to realize that, you know, the cost of living there is so low, the labor costs are so low, that even a simple, simple middle class family can afford to live a very good life there because the cost of living is low and these services are accessible, right? You don't feel like you're going to get scammed when you're getting into an Uber or a cab. You don't feel like you're getting scammed when you're paying, you know, less than a dollar for a train trip to your school or to the mall or whatever. You don't feel like you're getting ripped off when you're buying a burger or a meal for three or four dollars, right? And when you come to Canada, you have to understand that those are all part of things that really make life expensive over here. And on average, you know, like I'd say people can ex expect to pay roughly more than 35% of their income on taxes, right? When you're spending... 35% of your income on taxes, what are you taking home? And with sky-high rents and sky-high home prices, it makes affordability a tremendous nightmare to the point where people now have to look at sharing accommodations and doing ways of like, you know, earning money, having one job, two jobs, three jobs, four jobs, so sometimes driving Ubers and, and working their butts off just to be able to afford a simple lifestyle over here. Right. And and not only that, but the recent whole uh, change in um, in approach to the monetary policy where they're increasing interest rates, that is making things so much harder to afford, because now you need to have an insanely high income to be able to even afford a simple apartment. And that's the sad part. You know, people wanted lower home prices, but sure, they got that. But now it's actually in in some ways it has become a lot harder to buy a house. Yes, the prices have dropped and, and eventually, hopefully, when the interest rates are brought back down, those prices will go back up. But as of right now, you know, there's a lot of buyers who are on the sidelines and, and they're afraid. They don't know what's going to happen long term. There's a lot of uncertainty in the market. There's so many people coming in and there's hardly any jobs. Like, where are these people going to go? That is my question, right? And, and we have to keep the truth always in mind that this economy is like a lot of the jobs here do go into the government. The only people that can really afford to buy a house right now are those who are working in technology jobs or like IT jobs or professional jobs or senior management jobs because they're coming here earning more than 100K and they can get a mortgage for, you know, six, 700,000, no problem. But what about the rest of them? You know, ent entry-level mechanical engineering positions because I, I used to be an engineer and I saw that that, you know, when I was looking for a job here, that the salaries here, they're offering 60K for new grads, $60,000, right? Like what purpose is there for anyone to go to school over here other than to get the degree and get out and move, move into the US where, where you're gonna get paid at least three times this amount, right? And this is, and that is in USD, you know? You come here all the way out to the West you may be going to a good school. You may just end up in a college. I don't know, right? Like, 
a lot of um, a lot of the, the people who are moving here from India are actually just coming into like some some small name college that maybe has a building or something around and that's their excuse to get in the country but once they get in what do they do right we're seeing a lot of these these people sort of take on the 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 lower level jobs within the economy they're and 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 honestly what was more sh- shocking is to now see that there's so many people that there's even a, a, few, a few of them out there who are like begging. They're out begging for money because they don't have enough money to be able to afford a lifestyle. Even like a room, you know, rooms here are going for like seven, eight hundred dollars in a house. So, so that's not cheap. And and just flat out, like, I'll be honest, like that's that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous because when we had moved here like 10 years ago, we were renting an apartment with two bedrooms for about fifteen hundred dollars. And now the same apartment is probably being like rented out for $3,000. So, so yes, the prices have gone up, but the sad part is that we are we continue to bring in Im- immigrants. And I want to ask these immigrants is what the hell is bringing you here, right? Yes, you may have had a rough life in India. Yes, things may not be, you know, glorious like what they are over here in, in Ontario or Brampton or wherever you're you're living now. But... When you have a support system around you, a family, of friends, of you know, even India is booming now. They have so many jobs coming up there because of the whole tech boom, and there's a lot of investments happening locally within India. Like, why, why would you think of moving here? And then, to my point earlier, the winters here are absolutely rough. There's a lot of snow shoveling required. You know, the, um, the cold can really take a toll on your health, along with the health of those who who you live with. Uh, when you bring your parents over. And if they're older, their joints could have issues. And, and it happens all the time. Plus climbing stairs, going up, coming down. We may think that it's healthy, but really it is it is putting tremendous amount of pressure on, on your body. You're almost just better off walking around. But you can only walk around really for, I'd say, six months in the year. Maybe if you're lucky, between like April and August end or October, that's about it. The rest of the months it's cold, it's snowy, it's dark, it's dingy and it's scary and it's and it's and it's depressing, you know. We we actually have this thing called seasonal something depression, I think it's called S it's like SAD, it's called a uh, syndrome of like depression that we have over here that happens because it gets so dark and gloomy. Right? I'm I'm just trying to paint a realistic picture for you. What you're expecting to get when you come here is not going to be happening. Okay? If, if you're coming here with the expectation that you're going to have a great job once you come in, you're going to be living in a nice house, you're going to be owning your own property, your own assets, whatever it is, if, if, if you think that's what's going to be happening, then you are honestly delusional. That's not going to happen. That's the cold hard truth. Like, the good times are unfortunately coming to an end. The good times are unfortunately coming to an end. What does that mean? What does that mean for the future? What that means is that un- unless unless we end up in a position where we start creating more jobs in the middle class or more opportunities for the middle class, right? Because as of right now, we literally have just two tiers of jobs that are coming up. One is entry level, like um, operations based or or sort of production level jobs for the hard products that we make 
And the other jobs that we have are for seniors and, and executives or, or directors and like managers. What about the middle? What about the middle, right? What is happening to those jobs? Because what is actually truly, truly happening here is people are coming in, at least from my class, I know that a lot of people came in, they got their degrees and they bailed to go to the US because they were earning far more. So if, if the Canadian economy is gonna only be creating low and low income and, and high income jobs, there is gonna be no more middle class. There's gonna be literally people coming in, working in entry level jobs, living a very, very simple, in some ways poor life. And then there's gonna be the exact opposite, which is the rich people who are able to afford a house, own their property, own their assets. Is that the kind of life you want? And if you're coming in, which, which group out of those two are you falling into, right? That is what is causing a lot of people in the lower income bracket to sort of look at opportunities like getting into the real estate business or the mortgage business or the insurance business or, or these, these services that really cater to the economy. And what that's doing is, is it is increasing the competition in these specific industries. And the sad part is that at some point, these markets get saturated. It gets saturated because right now there's at least 80,000 realtors in all of Ontario. That is a lot of realtors. And I being one of them, I'm telling you that the market is so saturated and dense that unless you have a unique selling proposition and a unique source of business, you are going to be spending a lot of time looking for income. That is the, the truth about getting into this business and there will be months, months where you are out looking for business and you may not even get it. So how do we improve things over here? The first question is for every single person who is even contemplating a move here is to ask yourself, do I have a stable job where I am currently in my home country? Do I have friends, family, good relationships, good health, and good weather around where I live? Number then you, you should always ask, ask yourself, what am I giving up to move out to a different country like Canada? Then you have to ask yourself, is a passport worth the trouble of uprooting myself and my family to a totally foreign land where I may or may not know anyone just because I want to have easier access to other countries? And what are you doing? Traveling once a year, maybe twice a year? Does it hurt so much to be applying for a visa every time you want to travel or paying a small amount? Ask yourself, are you willing to sacrifice 35 plus percent of your income for services that you may or may not even use? Ask yourself, are you willing to sacrifice essentially all of your income to sustain your lifestyle over here? Ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself, are you willing to not save any money? Ask yourself, what kind of a 
a low quality of life do you have to be living to be able to even save a dime at the, at the end of the month? And for those of you who are in the brackets where you have higher incomes, where you have affordability to be able to buy an asset like an apartment or a house or whatever, how can you create an environment and a platform where you can take care of these people who are coming in that need housing? That becomes your game then, right? There's nothing wrong with owning a house. I know there's a lot of guilt and shame being put out there for people that are homeowners or like asset owners. But if you can create good quality housing for people at affordable prices, then why not do that? Because you know what, right now, the way that the housing market is going, it's gonna be very hard for someone with minimum to even medium income to be able to buy a house. So those are my, those are my open questions for you. And, and ultimately, this podcast was really about asking you, why do you want to move here? Because I can tell you from my position that having lived in a place like Far East, having lived in a place like the Middle East, having lived in a place like the U.S., and having lived in a place like Ontario, Canada, I can tell you that for me personally, life was a lot better overseas and in the East. And if you are even thinking about the U.S., then please, please, that is when I would ask you to give Canada a shot because you know what? Life is significantly better in, in, in a lot of ways here in Canada than it is in the U.S. And if you choose a city like Toronto to come to, despite all the negatives, despite all the negatives, it is still the place where you can actually, truly feel at home because you will find more people with similar backgrounds to you. And the way that the, the, the people and the demographics there are changing, you are sure to find people who are just like you, which will help you settle in much faster and you'll be much happier doing that. Like that is one thing that can really, really help make the transition a lot easier. And again, as I mentioned, you can live in a cold place by not having to really worry or suffer through the cold and the work that that requires. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm extremely tired of the cold. It, it has gotten to me and I'm looking for a way to see how I can minimize the work and sort of maybe outsource it or, or look for a way to avoid doing it. But ultimately, I'm, I'm also here because I feel like I have a unique perspective having been here this long and I want to make sure that I can guide you properly. And if you really want to like rent out and experience a house, then rent a house for a year once you come in. Rent a house and see what and if that lifestyle is even for you. Because I can guarantee you right now, I've spoken to people who are looking to buy a house this year. They do not like living in the suburbs. They do not like living in a house. They do not like the amount of work that goes into a house. And especially for people who are moving here from India or, or Asia, where they were used to living in apartments, the amount of work in, a, in, in an apartment is far, far less. And I think that's what makes owning and living or even renting in an apartment 
such a huge bonus in a country and in a city like Toronto where you do have things like snow, where you do have things like, you know, easy access to the mall, the underground mall where you can go from, you know, one end of the city to the other end of the city without having to even go outside. That's magical. That's powerful. You know, if you're thinking after all of this, if you're still like, yes, I want to go to Canada. Yes, I want to go to Toronto. Then read that article and let me know what you think because I put that out there because I really want to give you guys a very honest, transparent, open perspective on things. Ultimately, what you decide is on you. That's your responsibility and it's your life. So I will respect whatever it is, of course. And I just want you to know that I'm here because I want to be honest, truthful, transparent, and just put things out the way they are. Ultimately, it's your life. You decide what you want to do. And I'm happy to be able to have this unique perspective that I can share with the world and maybe, just maybe, help you make a decision that you may not regret down the line. That said, I thank you for tuning in to the Keeping It Real podcast with Samarth Kochar. Thank you so much once again. Have a great evening and a great week ahead. Thank you so much. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye.